being worshipped by Dharani Devi. Vashoti Dashano Shikhare Dharani Tabolagna Barahadev rescued Dharani Devi, Earth, Mother Earth, on his task. So that is how she was the personified Earth was worshipping Varahadev. And that place was such uh, full of such opulence which was beyond his imagination. Millions of times greater than the opulence of Brahmaloka. And She worshipped Barahadev with riches not to be obtained within the universe itself. The articles that she was using to worship is not of this universe. They were from another world. And uh, she, Mother Earth, asked him, stay here and enjoy for a few days. But Gopkumar took leave from her and crossed beyond that covering. As if he was pulled by some inconceivable force and reached the other six layers one after another. Next was the region of water, earth, then the region of water. And in that region the Lord was being worshipped in his meaner form, Matsavatar. And he then went beyond that one, uh, the region of fire. And in fire region, he saw the Lord being worshipped as Vaishwanar, the Lord of Surja. Then beyond fire came air, and in that region, the Lord was being worshipped as Pradhumna. Then he came to the region of Ether. There uh, he was being worshipped as Aniruddha. No, I'm sorry, it will be the other way around actually. Aniruddha will be in the uh, what, uh, uh, air region and Pradhumna in the Ether region. And then he came to the region of uh, ego. And there he was, the Lord was worshipped in the form of Shankarshan. And then Mahatattva, the region of Mahat. Uh, 
there he was worshipped as Vasudev. Each covering was the subtle cause of the one before it. Like the cause of earth is water. Cause of water is fire. Cause of fire is air. Cause of air is ether and so forth. So each covering was a subtle cause of the one before it and had a greater object of worship, a greater worshipper and greater sense gratification. The higher he went, he found greater and greater sense gratification. Sense gratification is there uh, also, but they are more they are much greater and more subtle. There was more sense gratification. Those regions were more opulent and those regions were more important. And then finally, he came to the covering made of primordial nature, Prakriti, the region of Prakriti. And there, uh, Prakriti, that is Maya Devi, was worshipping the Lord in his Mohini Murti form. Composed of the most subtle form of ignorance. That region was the most subtle form of ignorance. And the, it was dark blue. It resembled the complexion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So Krishna's complexion uh, is dark blue. So dark blue that it almost appears to be like black. In that respect I heard that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarishati Thakur said that the color of Krishna's body is like Aparajita flower. How many of you have seen Aparajita flower? Ah. Maybe you should plant that flower here so that everybody can remember Krishna's complexion. Ah. In Bengal that flower is very common. It has a beautiful blue color. Ah. So Bhakti Siddhanta Sharshi Thakur I heard said that that is the color. Of course Prabhupada also said that Krishna's color complexion is not of this material nature. With any material color we cannot describe Krishna's complexion because it is not material. Krishna's complexion is not material. It is of another world. I heard once one devotee whose complexion was very black, very dark Ask Srila Prabhupada, Prabhupada is Krishna black? Prabhupada said, not like you. <laughs> Meaning, it is not of uh, any material uh, complexion or material color can be compared to Krishna's complexion. It is neither white nor black in a way. <laughs> 
and there uh, prakriti devi or which is actually who is actually maya devi was worshiping the lord in his mohini murti form and so uh, she was wash and when she finished her worship she uh, saw him gopkumar she was very pleased to see him and she also asked why don't you stay here why are you living stay here and once a very exalted god brother of shilo prabhupad once told me so that is how the maya actually tries to keep a living entity even at that region maya offers why are you living stay here and enjoy with me so <clears throat> this is how maya will test us whether we have any desire for sense enjoyment as long as we have any desire for sense enjoyment no matter how subtle it is we won't be able to go out of this nature world so <clears throat> she offered him gifts also of anima siddhi like there are eight kind of siddhis yoga siddhis anima becoming more becoming smaller even than the smallest gorima becoming heavier than the heaviest then becoming lighter than the lightest then the ability to to influence anybody so these are the siddhis so prakriti devi maya devi there offered him all those as gifts take this siddhis and uh, stay here and then she sweet, sweetly told him if you want to achieve your goal of liberation then also uh, you can i you can get it from me i can give you liberation or if you want devotion to vishnu uh, even then you should surrender to me uh, and i can give it to you you can worship me and i can give you devotion because i am krishna's maid servant i am krishna's sister and the embodiment of his energy she is krishna's energy daivihesha gunamoi momo maya maya is krishna's energy and ma she is krishna's sister she was born from mother jashoda that 
Basude brought to Kamsa's prison. And when he tried to kill her, she slipped out of his hand, went up in the air and revealed her eight-arm form. And she remained here. So that is how she is Krishna's sister. But Gopkumar, declining all these allurements and enticements, understanding to be the potency of Lord Vishnu, he bowed down to the goddess Maya Devi and then wandered for a while to see that beautiful colored region. And then he left. By the desire of the Lord, by the potency of his mantra, he went beyond that region. He went beyond this vast region of dense ignorance and came to a place flooded with a light so brilliant that he was finding it difficult to keep his eyes open. Meaning he was finding it difficult to maintain his consciousness. But he struggled to maintain his consciousness. And he forced his eyes not to be closed. He struggled to look ahead. And then he saw in that light the Supreme Lord. Sometimes he was appearing, sometimes he was disappearing. At that time he was feeling as if he was losing consciousness and he was merging into that light. That is another very difficult phase. While we are going out of this material nature, there is a possibility to lose our identity in Brahma Jyoti, merge in Brahma Jyoti. But a devotee doesn't want that. Devotee always wants to remain a servant of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So Gopkumar prayed to Lord Jagannath. With utmost devotion, I struggled to look ahead and then I saw the Supreme Lord effulgent like millions of suns. Revealed himself as the most wondrous form of the Supreme Truth. Then he saw, anyway, like, the flood of reverence, fear and joy overwhelmed him. At that time, he didn't know what to do. Then, as he uh, prayed to the Lord, He saw, he, he heard some sound 
of music, some kirtan. And then he saw that somebody riding on a bull, his complexion was white as camphor. He was surrounded by his associates and he was sitting on that bull naked and on his lap there was a beautiful, exquisitely beautiful person and his, he was carrying a trident in his hand and his matted hair was decorated by Ganga and there was a crescent moon on his head his body was smeared with ashes and graced by the garland of bones sitting on his lap a woman of fair complexion affectionately served him many followers attended him and singing his glory and Gopkumar wondered who is this he looks more powerful than anyone in the material world more excellent than all liberated souls then he bowed down to him and then he cast a compassionate glance upon him then very joyfully Gopkumar approached the leader of this group whose name was Nandeshwar and asked him the details about that person who was he? Nandeshwar laughed at him although you are a devoted worshipper of Gopal and you don't, recogn you don't recognize Lord Shiva the Lord of the universe what's the matter with you? <laughs> you don't recognize Lord Shiva he is the giver of material enjoyment and liberation and he expands devotion to the personality of Godhead he is also the giver of devotion also <clears throat> or he expands one's devotion he is worshipped even by the liberated and is dear to the Vaishnavas he came from his own planet as transcendental as he is and abode rich through devotion by those who see him and Lord Krishna as non-different So, and then Lord Shiva, reading his thoughts, ordered Nandishar uh, to reveal uh, those facts to him, the knowledge to him. Then Gopkumar realized that this personality is non different from Madan Gopal. He is worshipable. Krishna Lord Shiva serves the cause of love for my Lord and by 
promoting it everywhere. Lord Shiva also serves Krishna and promotes devotion. Gopkumar then happily entered in the group of Lord Shiva's companion and was treated with affection by all his devotees. From Sri Nandishwar, uh, he, heard the, he heard all about Lord Shiva, that Lord Shiva has an eternal transcendental form and he re resides in his own abode. He is always visible to his exclusive worshippers who are pleased to live there. With festivals, singing, dancing and so on, he gives pleasure to his companions as if to make them greedy for Supreme Lord's devotional service. And although he is the Lord of the universe, he always lovingly worships his favorite form of Supreme Lord Shesha, Ananta Shesh. One with thousands of faces and as if Lord Shiva treats him like his servant. <coughs> but then huh, Gopkumar was happily situated there huh, and yet his heart was not fully satisfied. Uh, he couldn't understand why. Uh, although he was so, he was enjoying this situation so much, but still his heart was not fully satisfied. So then, mm, by the, by the uh, power of the mantra, when he meditated, Then the power of his service to the mantra, then he gradually understood that he was disturbed because of forgetting the lotus feet of Madan Gopal. In that situation, he was forgetting his worshipable Lord Madan Gopal and his pastimes and his attractive features. Then he told his mind that Madan Gopal is Lord Shiva himself who performs these wonderfully varied pastimes in the special form. But still, seeing Lord Shiva, his mind was not completely settled. And in his mind he, failed. he felt that you, you failed to perceive something in Lord Shiva. It must be the rare sweetness of Gopal's beauty and his other such qualities. So although he was with Lord Shiva, but he was not experiencing the sweetness that Madan Gopal has, the sweetness of his beauty.
this way he stayed there by the side of Lord Shiva for some time then he heard from a distance the extremely sweet melodies of singing of great souls and hearing that sound Lord Shiva also was uh, drowned in an ocean of ecstasy Lord Shiva hearing that sound Lord Shiva also became ecstatic he lost himself and he started to dance alone and at that time his associates and Parvati Devi his consort also started to encourage him in his dance by playing different instruments playing music chanting the Supreme Lord's name huh? they enthused him then suddenly Gop Kumar saw a group of very attractive four-armed personalities whose complexion was just like his Lord's complexion Madan Gopal's complexion and they are wearing yellow garments and in the four hands they were wearing they were carrying lotus disc club and conch their form was uh, their beautiful form was youthful charming and as if they were the personification of good fortune their limbs are so so brilliant so effulgent uh, that their that they, they look like beyond anything that he has ever seen and their their ornaments and articles they were wearing was beyond any description with words and in the company of those personalities there were these four brothers whom he met before the four sons of Lord Brahma four Kumaras Sanak, Sanatan, Sanandan and Sanat Kumar he, Gop Kumar became so attracted to them that hard uh, that just by seeing them his heart was filled with joy and he was not aware of anything else internally or externally he was wishing to ask them to make him their servant but he was he felt fear and embarrassment to ask due to his fear and shame he couldn't ask them but then Lord Shiva uh, embraced them and just by embracing them he uh, fainted due to his loving uh, loving ecstasy
Parvati Devi, Uma Devi understood Gopkumar's heart and she told Ganesh to explain to him, explain to Gopkumar who they are and give their identity. Then Ganesh told, being instructed by his mother, told Gopkumar, these are the associates of the rulers of ruler of Vaikuntha. These are the associates of Narayan in Vaikuntha. They have attained the bodily form uh, same as the Lord's. They got Sarupya, same form as Narayan. They look exactly like Narayan. And then by then Ganesh pointed out that look, they are actually traveling to different universes. There is this universe, small universe of Lord Brahma with four hands. Uh, some of them are entering there. Some others are entering into an universe with a Brahma of eight, he eight heads. They are double the size of this universe. Another universe with 16-headed Brahma, that was even double of eight-headed Brahma's universe. And there were so many universes. And Gopkumar could see that those universes have Brahmas with hundreds heads, thousand heads, millions heads, billions heads. <laughs> and accordingly, the size of the universe. And those uh, Vaikuntavashis were entering into those universes to protect the devotees of the Lord and to guide the devotees of the Lord in the path of devotion. So, in this way, uh, everywhere these Vishnu Dutas are patrolling, they are there. Although we cannot see them, but they are there. And when they see that someone is uh, rendering devotional service to the Lord, they become very pleased with them. And if anyone tries to harm these devotees, they come and take care of them. So, uh, this is how uh, by Ganesh's mercy, Gopkumar could see that. Ganesh showed him many Vaikunthas, Vaikuntha companions of the Lord traveling with ease in the millions and billions of universes of multitudes of huge Brahmas with millions of and billions of lotus faces. So we can well imagine even this material nature is so vast. We think that our Brahmanda, our universe is big. Our universe is actually the smallest of all universes. Then Ganesh continued, this persons cherish only devotional service to the Lord. They travel as they please, spreading pure devotion everywhere. They save the Lord de Lord's devotees from all fears, even at the time of death. They save the devotees from all fear. 
even at the time of death. Do you remember uh, the story of Ajamil? How the Vishnu Dutas came and drove the Jamadutas away? And then Ganesh told about these four brothers, the best of lifelong celibates. They are Naishtika Brahmacharis. The whole life they have been Brahmacharis. And they are actually the law, Supreme Personality of Godhead's incarnations as devotees. As devotee, Lord incarnated as these four Kumaras. They wander for the benefit of all the worlds, just like Lord's Vaikuntha associates. They also travel everywhere, promoting devotional service and protecting the devotees of the Lord. They live in Tapaloka where they give reassurance and security to the residents who at times feel as if helpless in the absence of their Lord Narayan. And they say that these brothers just went to Vaikuntha to see the Supreme Lord and now they are coming back. Then Ganesh described that Vaikuntha Loka is blessed abundantly by the ever-visible pastimes of the lotus feet of the Lord. In Vaikuntha, the Lord is always performing His transcendental pastimes and thus He is giving pleasure to all His devotees. This way, Gopkumar now became interested about Vaikuntha. From the many thoughts flashed across his mind, he concluded that he was unfit to go there. And he cried profusely and he fainted and he fell to the ground. Then Lord Shiva, who cannot tolerate the distress of others, picked him up. How fortunate Lord Shiva picked him up and spoke to console him. Lord Shiva told him, My dear Vaishnava, both Parvati and I, just like you, want to live forever in the Vaikuntha Loka. But that world is exceedingly difficult to attain even by the liberated souls. Therefore, the liberated souls with devotion to the Lord pray to achieve it. Only one who has completely perfected his religious duties, who is pure, who is done with selfish motives can achieve the mercy of Hari. If that mercy is multiplied a hundred times, one attains the post of Brahma. And if a hundred times again, one can become like me. And if one obtains from the divine personality of Godhead more mercy than I, a hundred times more, one can go to Vaikuntha. So, 
the mercy that Lord Shiva received, huh? when one receives the mercy of the Lord hundred, hundred times more, then he becomes, then he is allowed to go to Vaikuntha. But then Lord Shiva said, you deserve to go to Vaikuntha. Huh? Because you are a devotee of Lord of Mathura. You are a devotee of Madan Gopal. Uh, you are a disciple of a Brahmana who is very, very attached to the Lord in his devotional service. And <clears throat> And he said that that is a region where one achieves four kinds of liberation. In Vaikuntha, uh, one assumes the form like that of the Lord or same, the opportunity to stay in the same planet with the Lord, to stay near the Lord or to have the same opulence as the Lord. Then Gokumar started to explain that by Lord Shiva's mercy uh, filled him with greatest ecstasy. He wanted to say something but he was unable because he felt too shy. Upon hearing Lord Shiva's words, the associates of the Supreme Lord bowed respectfully before him and addressed him with great pleasure and humility. The associates of the Lord told him, the Vaikuntha, Vasis, Vishnudutas told Lord Shiva, <coughs> O Lord Shiva, there is no difference between you and the Supreme Lord, the master of Vaikuntha, nor between Gauri and Rama. There is no difference between Parvati and Lakshmi. There is no difference between Lord Shiva and Narayan. No difference between Parvati and Lakshmi. It is fitting for you and the goddess Gauri to reside in Lord's, wish, Lord's abode. For you are renowned as his dearest friend and his exalted incarnation. Yet you have just spoken suits. So what you have spoken suits perfectly the mood of a Diyamu's devotee of the Lord. As we have seen... A devotee of the Lord always feels that he is not qualified. So with that mood, the Vishnu Dutas pointed out, yes, you can stay in Lord Shiva, Lord, uh, Nar Lord Narayan's, uh, Krishna's abode. Because you are his incarnation, you are his friends, you are his Diyama's devotee. But it's just because of your uh, humility of a due to your devotion that you are speaking like that. You are praised by Vaishnavas for your mood inspires others to take to his devotional service. The Vaishnavas become inspired seeing you and your devotion. They become inspired to become devotees. Among all his incarnations therefore 
you are the greatest lord shiva felt ashamed hearing this uh, hearing this glorification hearing that he was being praised then lord shiva remained silent he didn't say anything then the associates of lord vishnu were lord shiva's dear most friends embraced gokumar and spoke to him told him o worshipper of transcendental mantra of our lord o beloved of the husband of uma o son of a cowherd indeed we cannot we indeed we count you amongst the lord's devotees born in the country of gouda uh, on the banks of the ganges was a first class mathura brahman named jayanta he is an incarnation of krishna and is your exalted spiritual master then he revealed to gopkumar that his guru was coming from gouda desh now which is bengal and his name is jayanta he is an incarnation of the lord and and uh, he is uh, his first class the most exalted devotee <coughs> and they told him that actually we have come here for your sake the vishnu dutas actually came for gopkumar to take gopkumar so if you want to reach vaikuntha then give up everything and with pure love practice the nine forms of devotional service again we are coming back to the same instruction uh, that everyone is giving what did shri prabhupad tell us how should we execute devotional service nine uh, navadha bhakti nine form of devotional service shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam pada sevanam archanam bandanam dasyam ant archanam bandanam sakyam dasyam atmanivedanam so the vishnu dutas also are telling the same thing to gopkumar practice nine fold devotional service giving up everything that means giving up all attachment to anything else other than devotion to krishna anna bhilashita sunnam gyana karmad anapritam anna bhilashita sunnam no other desire give up all other desire and just serve the supreme personality of god honor the bhagavatam and other scriptures that tell of this devotional service hear from them regularly about the lord's past times because when those narrations enter the holes of your ears and you relish them with love they will swiftly award you the lord's abode uh, so such a wonderful instruction all we have to do uh, that with that we understand from the vishnu dutas 
the honor bhagavatam and other scriptures <coughs> that tell about pure devotional service and hear from them regularly nittang bhagavata sevaya hear from them regularly about lord's past times lord's past times because when these narrations enter through the ear holes and you relish them with love when we relish this pastimes of the lord with love uh, then the lord will swiftly award you the benediction to be in his abode devotional service in any one of his nine forms is the best possible spiritual discipline and can <clears throat> easily award you the ultimate goal vaikuntha easily award you although lord shiva pointed out how difficult it is yeah it is difficult for others but for a devotee it is very easy when one engages with faith in even one of these forms of bhakti pure love for the lotus feet of shri krishna automatically arises then they described that desire for other goals is actually a disease that obstructs one's journey to the spiritual sky vaikuntha and to keep their hearts free of this disease devotees should with pure love continue to practice devotional service so how to be free from other from deviation from devotional service devotional service <laughs> and then they point out that don't consider that devotional service is activity of the body or mind huh, or the senses it is in fact the eternal absolute reality devotional service is the natural inclination the natural propensity of the soul these activities are not performed by the body or mind or senses pure devotional service is the activity of the soul so one should not think that devotional service is anything other than the transcendental activity of the soul like what are the activities of the body the activities of the body is sense gratification eating and sleeping that's what the body wants this material body this body wants to eat 
and the when is tired it wants to sleep and when it is awake it wants sense gratification that is the tendency of this material body then we have a subtle body the activity of the subtle body made of mind intelligence and false ego in its real form it aspires for knowledge gyana the activity of the gross body is karma the activity of the subtle body is gyana the activity of the gross body is annamaya eating at the most uh, pranamaya breathing the yogis they derive pleasure from breathing normally people derive pleasure from eating <laughs> and annamaya then pranamaya then the subtle body's inclination is gyanamaya but the activity or the natural craving of the soul is prema karma gyan and prem now what is the meaning of prem what is the meaning of love the meaning of love is to love krishna and that is called bhakti in this material world we have a misconception of love so many love stories are there so many love songs are there so but that's not love i love you you love me no that's not love that is lust atmendriya pritibancha tare boli kaam the desire to gratify the senses is lust it's okay. but the desire to gratify krishna's senses the desire to give pleasure to krishna's senses is love not desire for our senses desire to please krishna's senses how can i give pleasure to krishna and that is devotion so in this way we can see what can, whether how much devotion we have received like uh, most of us in the platform of on of deriving pleasure from devotional service we are trying to derive pleasure still being in the platform of devotion we are practice that's what we are practicing we are practicing devotional service but actually our tendency is to give pleasure to our senses but according to these instruction we can see that if we follow the process then gradually it will happen no nothing to worry it will happen it will happen 
but practice the process diligently and what is the process becoming detached from material sense gratification become attached to serving Krishna by becoming detached from the material nature we should become attached to Krishna's lotus feet so this practice will gradually elevate us to the platform of pure devotion and here again pointed out Vishnu Dutas that study Bhagavatam and other devotional scriptures and through that relish the pastimes of the Lord and when these pastimes when they enter through the ear hole then try to relish them with love then the devotion will develop and uh, the Vishnu Dutas is saying that that devotion is so important for everyone that we travel everywhere to distribute this devotion to others as associates of the Lord we constantly spread devotional service in many ways and yet are untouched by material modes uh, so devotees who spread Krishna consciousness uh, sincerely they'll never be affected by the modes of material nature then this huh? Vishnu Dutas also advised Gopkumar that if you are in a hurry to see the divine world of Vaikuntha then go to Sri Brajabhumi the place that can best award the fulfillment of all your ambitions <coughs> Brindavan is the place where your spiritual desires will be fulfilled so in this we can we are seeing Gopkumar is coming back to Vrindavan again and again to penit to go through one region to another he had to come to Vrindavan so the cowherd this Vishnu Dutas are also telling Gopkumar the cowherd boy go to Vrindavan if you want to go to Vaikuntha you want to be with the Lord then go to Vrindavan and there you perform Sankirtan simply practice pure devotional service in the form of Nam Sankirtan in the form of chanting the holy name of the Lord with all the love of your heart with the hope of gaining the eternal contact of the Lord's divine lotus feet by the devotional service you will soon realize the treasure of prema and you will easily see Krishna in Vaikuntha
so you go to Vrindavan and you chant the holy name of the Lord the chanting harnesses not only the faculty of speech which it engages directly actually by chanting only the speech sense is engaged but actually all the senses become uh, enthused by chanting but also the mind and senses of hearing and chanting become and chanting helps one not only the person practicing it but others as well that is when we chant loudly those who hear that they also become enlivened they also derive spiritual benefit And then he said, he started to glorify, explain what is Sankirtan and what's the benefit of Sankirtan. By Sankirtan, the joy of meditation grows. And by meditation, the sweet joy of Sankirtan. By Sankirtan, the joy of meditation grows. And by meditation, the joy of Sankirtan grows. And they mentioned that in our own, when you practice that, you will see yourself. That how these two methods fortify one another and therefore are actually one. That is, Sankirtan is non different from meditation. And vice versa. Meditation is non different from Sankirtan. Because at the height of meditation, one will call out to the Lord with love of his heart. Meditate, through meditation, one can successfully perform alone in a secluded place, but Sankirtan either in seclusion or in company of many others. So Sankirtan can be done both. One can, in a solitude, perform Sankirtan. That is, call out to the Lord with the love of his heart. Or he can perform Sankirtan with many others. Of the many ways of chant Krishna's glories, therefore, foremost is Nam Sankirtan. It is deemed the best because it can evoke at once the treasure of pure love for Krishna. When the nectar of the Lord's name appears in just one sense, all the senses are flooded with their own sweet tastes. Apparently mainly in the sense of speech, the Lord's names give pleasure to the chanter and to others. So even greater than meditation on the Lord is his Nam Sankirtan. 
Nam Sankirtan is the very fruit of bhakti. So the point is, uh, when we practice devotional service, the ultimate culmination, the ultimate result of that devotion is Nam Sankirtan. And in this way, by chanting the holy name of the Lord, all his devotees become free from the contaminations and miseries of this material nature. Any, com any contamination will be purified, any misery will be absorbed just by the process of Sankirtan, just by process of chanting the holy name of the Lord. Now the, we should remember, uh, it's an important point to remember that we should not chant the name of the Lord just to complete our rounds. We shouldn't sing that we will be chanting just to complete our 16 rounds. No, when we chant, we should try to chant with love for the Lord. We are chanting the glory of the Lord. It's an expression of our love for Him. Krishna, you are so beautiful. Krishna, you are so great. Krishna, you are so merciful. Uh, so it's all the time, Krishna, 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 Krishna. It's all about Krishna. So that feeling is very important. And that feeling will develop the love. If in this way, when the Lord is worshipped in any manner, he bestows intense happiness, for he is the very embodiment of such happiness. Uh, Krishna is Anandamaya, therefore any service to Krishna, any worship of Krishna, uh, any form of devotion to Krishna will give pleasure, will give Ananda. So if we really want Ananda, the best way is to render devotional service to Krishna. Because this devotion to Krishna will connect us to Krishna. Joginam opi sarvesham madgatenan taratmanaha shraddhavan bhajate jomam same jukta tamomata In Bhagavad Gita Krishna is telling Jukta Tamo Mataha, most intimately connected are those who are rendering devotional service unto me. And they are the greatest of all yogis. Therefore, the go the Vishnu Dutas advised Gopkumar, honoring the order of Lord Shiva, you should leave this place at once, go to divine Mathura, the place 
most dear to Krishna and you bow down to that holy land in this way upon being instructed by Lord Shiva and Vishnu Dutas Gopkumar then <coughs> came to the land of Brajabhumi so this is how this third chapter of the second part of Brihad Bhagavatamritam ends I decided not to rush rather go through chapter by chapter in a proper way discussing them properly because the goal is not to just complete it so what I'll do is we have the we have three more sessions so let me see how much I can cover in the next session in the half evening and then morning session tomorrow and then you'll be left with the third session day after I mean uh, uh, evening of tomorrow so in that session I'll just tell you the story uh, just tell the rest of the story of Brihad Bhagavatam the rest I will just narrate as a story if I tell as a story then you get the picture but you don't go into the depth of uh, the instructions that's why I'm going like this uh, thoroughly very uh, uh, very in a detailed way I'm trying to still I'm going fast still I'm going quite fast uh, as I said like uh, once I gave a, a seminar in Brihad Bhagavatam Rita for one month <coughs> and that was long time ago 1990 I didn't have those days we didn't have the English translation so I had I was <laughs> getting the <coughs> thing from Bengali Brihad Bhagavatam Rita Bengali translation of Brihad Bhagavatam Rita it's actually been written in Sanskrit and I was presenting it in English and so that was also quite nice today I got a, a letter from a letter from Suchitra where is Suchitra? okay Suchitra mentioned that she was there in that <laughs> seminar which year was that was it 1990 or 91 yeah so but she was telling me that she is relishing this even more <laughs> anyway <laughs> maybe this translation helps because yeah there I was mostly going through the theme not so elaborately presenting the verses only some verses some shlokas important verses I presented that way anyway uh, so this year uh, I will that means the year 
2018 will be the year of Brihad Bhagavata Amritam seminar uh, up till next September. <laughs> so generally I pick up one theme and wherever I go, uh, wherever I give a seminar, I give the seminar on the same topic. So as I said, this year's topic will be Brihad Bhagavatam. Thank you very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Does anybody have any question? <clears throat> I kept some time for the question today, question answers today. Because last few sessions I couldn't properly do that. Question from Shubhash. Who is Shubhash? Okay. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Why Gop Kumar was advised to go to Vrindavan and chant his mantra there? Holy name can be chanted anywhere, like we chant here. Huh? We chant Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Yeah. So see the holy dham. The places of Lord's pastime has its special potency, special effect. When you chant the holy name in Vrindavan or Mayapur, they have their special effects. Because the mantra becomes more effective by giving reminder of Lord's pastimes there. When you are in Vrindavan, you can see the pastimes of the Lord there. You can relate to those pastimes even more. Now what to speak of the, the place, the potency, spiritual potency of the place. So, some questions from the internet. So let me just... So this one is from Ram Rajya Das. Hare Krishna Pam Ho. Thanks Maharaj for wonderful class. Maharaj, there are two, version, two versions seen. First it is told that we should not work so hard to earn money and should be done to keep body and soul together. Other version, devotees say that Grihastha has to earn money as much as possible to take care of three other ashrams. How to put a limit, how much we should earn as Grihasthas? Should we leave it on Krishna or also work and earn money and use it in Krishna's service? Uh, thanks. Yeah, it is the responsibility of the householder to maintain the other three ashrams. But the reality is that the other three ashrams don't need very much. <laughs> At least their needs are much less than your wife's need, your children's needs, your relatives' needs. <laughs> All they need is when they come to your house, you can give them some food. They'll be happy. And if you can't provide place to sleep, they'll be happy to sleep under a tree. <laughs> that is a brahmachari and sannyasi. And if the brahmachari and sannyasi 
is too demanding, then you can tell them, go to Iskon Temple. <laughs> and <clears throat> personally, I don't think that the Grihastha should be taxed unnecessarily uh, because devotional service should be rendered uh, easily, susukham. If somebody can give, in, if somebody has a lot, and if he can give a lot, that is fine. Uh, but it is not that if your means is to give hundred, and then you are forced to give thousand, uh, no. If, one's, if one can give hundred rupees or hundred dollars or whatever, easily, fine. Just give whatever you can give without any difficulty but don't be miserly always remember that Krishna is seeing Krishna is not seeing how much you are giving Krishna is seeing seeing how much you are keeping for yourself remember that Krishna is seeing how much you have kept for yourself so Anyway, the main point is, as I was saying, that I don't, uh, I don't feel it is right to unnecessarily pressurize the householders to give more and more and work hard uh, for that. So rather, our thing should be uh, reduce your activities for earning money as much as possible so that you can uh, maintain your family nicely there is no need to work too hard and that becomes a struggle and affect your devotional service next question is <clears throat> from Prema Manjari Dasi Maharaj many times we as devotees have to take risk and give our association to family members just so just so that they don't think us to be hard-hearted in spite of that sacrifice we are not able to preach to them directly so that they don't feel any pressure what do we do to give them to give them up and utilize our time in our own sadhana well uh, Prema Manjari I hope you are still there <laughs> so in uh, I think you are watching the video the TV Mayapur TV so the thing is the relatives those who don't want to listen to your good advice they, if they don't want to listen, better not to waste your time. Because familiarity, like they think they know you and they know you better than anyone else and whatever you are doing is just waste of time. Therefore better to get other devotees to preach to them. They will not take you seriously, but they may take other devotees seriously. But if they don't want to even listen to other devotees, then better not to waste your time. Uh, 
Tell them that, look, that is your way of life and this is my way of life. Let me go my way. In whichever way you want to go, that's up to you. But this is my decision. I have decided to become a devotee. So let me go this way. Mainly because I have seen the relatives, most of the time they don't want to hear. They don't want to take, they don't want to listen to you. Now there is a question from Bibhu Chaitanya. I heard in one of your old Sharanagati seminars that other residents of Vrindavan pray to Krishna for help to save them from danger but not associates like Nanda Maharaj and Mother Jashoda who are in Vatsalya Ras. Is it? Bibhu Chaitanya? Maybe you can have to remind me. I don't know when I said that. <laughs> and in what context I said that. That because we find the devotees in Vrindavan also cry out to Krishna. When the Python swallowed Nanda Maharaj, Nanda Maharaj called out to Krishna. So to say that the devotees don't ask for Krishna for help is not really true. But as mentioned in Srimad Bhagavatam 10th Canto, Nanda, yeah, that's what you are saying it. The Nanda Maharaj cried out to Krishna for help when he was being attacked by Karsta Vidadhar in the form of a python and was eventually saved by Krishna. All right. <laughs> then another question, what is the difference between Pradhan and Mahatattva? Very little difference. When you look at from this perspective, it's Mahatattva. When you look at from that side, it's Pradhan. That will be my simple answer to that. It's so subtle that we cannot actually make out what is the difference. So when you look at from the material perspective, it is Mahatattva. When you look at that from spiritual perspective, from that angle, we see it as Pradhan. And eventually it's a prasan that is becoming Mahatattva. A question from Bhavatarini Devi Dasi. Where is Bhavatarini Devi Dasi? Okay. <laughs> Dear Guru Maharaj, all glory to Srila Prabhupada. Dandavat Pranam. I do not understand yesterday the story from crying voice was coming from forest. Brahmana was looking everywhere. After that, I confused. Okay, Gopkumar went to Vrindavan and then when he, he was, then he saw, then when he was on the bank of Jamuna, he heard that someone was crying. So he followed that sound of crying. And uh, not Gopkumar, that Brahmana, uh, uh, then he found that young boy, Gopkumar. He was crying. Okay? Now your confusion is 
क्लियर ओके महेश्वरी लक्ष्मी देवी दासी वेर इज महेश्वरी लक्ष्मी ओके ओके गुरु महाराज कैन यू काइंडली एक्सप्लेन हाउ लॉर्ड शिवा इज द इनकारनेशन ऑफ कृष्णा दैट हैज बीन डिस्क्राइब्ड इन ब्रह्म संहिता जस्ट एज मिल्क बिकम्स योगट दही Similarly, Krishna has transformed himself into Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva is a guna avatar of Krishna, guna avatar, an incarnation that takes care of the mode of ignorance. Next question from Rana Priyadas. Where is Rana Priyadas? As Lord Meena is worshipped in water, and Lord Varaha in earth. Uh, similar to, what are the attributes of Lord Aniruddha and Lord Pradumna? I mentioned hmm, that the uh, the air aspect is being worshipped. you can say air personified bayu personified is worshiping aniruddha and then uh, ether aspect is worshiping pradumna <coughs> prabhupad priyadas where is prabhupad priyadas uh thank you for okay meditation at its culmination still remains meditation how to treat the uh, culminating point of meditation as nam sankirtan that when you meditate is like this when you are meditating on krishna and then you see krishna uh, then what will you do when you see krishna what will you do keep on meditating i'm asking you then okay it's not no need to answer when you see krishna then out of your spontaneous love you start to sing his glory and that is kirtan all right so this is how meditation uh, is transformed into kirtan <clears throat> question from rangini radhika hari krishna guru maharaj thank you for giving us such elaborate and intimate details on the subject matter in one of the uh boards on the holy name here in this hall Prabhupada is saying that everyone begins his devotional life from the neophyte state but if one properly finishes chanting the prescribed number of rounds of hari naam he is elevated step by step 
to the higher platform uttama adhikar is this a parallel is this a parallel with the journey of gopkumar and his gopal mantra can it be said that patience purity and ultimate fulfillment is a prerequisite to achieve the goal because it is also said that chanting the holy name is directly associating with krishna good uh, so yes by chanting one will gradually be elevated from one step to another and now here we are seeing a detailed description how one is this journey is actually elevation from planet to planet region to region but propad also said that there one can achieve his perfection in a, in various ways this sanatan goswami is describing uh, giving a detailed description detailed understanding of elevation from planet to planet and region to region but it can so happen that one can just like just wake up in the spiritual sky vrindavan just like waking up from a dream that can also happen by chanting the holy name by the mercy of the lord by the mercy of his devotees one can just find himself in the spiritual sky so how it will happen huh? it's entirely up to krishna right but for us we can see that it's a long way let's be patient let's be patient mama janmani janmani shari bhavatad bhakti let it take life after life don't care but at least let me render devotional service unto you life after life there's a big oh, so many questions again <laughs> huh? okay there's a bengali question naam prem das who is naam prem das okay <clears throat> আমার জিজ্ঞাসা আপনি যে শিবের কথা বর্ণনা করলেন সেই শিব এবং সংহারকর্তা শিব একই কি না যদি না হয় এই দুই শিবের হ্যাঁ একই শিব একই শিব হ্যাঁ শিব শিব তিনি কোনো ইয়েতে সংহার করেন আর কোনো ইয়েতে তিনি ভগবানের ভক্তরূপে ভগবানের মহিমা কীর্তন করেন পরমেশ্বরী রাধিকা দাসী my question is regarding chanting with love i am trying to do devotional service as a duty or face for sake of something sometime and attitude while performing devotional service is main thing how can i improve my attitude towards devotional service and chant with love i try sometimes but i can't continue to maintain same for longer time also i don't feel any urgency for myself to be very sincere in krishna consciousness 
प्लीज गाइड मी गुरु महाराज सो ओके द फर्स्ट थिंग परमेश्वरी राधिका दैट वेन चैंटिंग पुट यूर अटेंशन ऑन हियरिंग just put your attention on hearing and then at the same time you can also consider uh, that this is the name of the lord this that you are chanting it is the glorification of the lord that you are chanting or you can also consider that while you are chanting uh, the personality whose name you are chanting is also hearing you so this is how you try to fix your mind next question krishna das <laughs> the question from bhagavatam class this morning uh, avoid association with persons who are <clears throat> interested in sense gratification so in educational centers this can't be done as we have to take their association physically and take knowledge from uh, materialistic teachers so how to deal with this uh, as type of uh, in this type of situation the simple answer is try to make the best out of a bad bargain you get the point you have to do it what can be done right you have you are going to the college you are associating with the other students you are listening to the teachers uh, so whatever you have to learn just learn there just to uh, fulfill that responsibility right and if possible preach to them right because they need it Orindam Das, who is Orindam Das? <clears throat> Should we finish sixteen round at one sitting, or can we do whenever we get time to do it? Best is to try to finish it in one sitting. Okay. How much time should it take to chant one round? What is the standard time? it will depend upon the chanter but don't chant just to finish the rounds right yeah. try to chant it nicely so radharani devi dasi Okay. 10 offenses point 2 is an offense to consider name of Lord Brahma and Shiva to be equal to or independent to the name of Lord Vishnu. And here we learn that Lord Shiva is non different from Radha Madhav Krishna. Kindly elaborate on this please. Good question. <clears throat> you see although they are saying 
that there is no difference, but there is a difference. You get it? Lord Shiva, Shiva's followers are saying no difference, but Lord Shiva is Lord Shiva and Madan Gopal is Madan Gopal. Right? One is not seeing Lord Shiva as Madan Gopal. Yeah. And here we are seeing that Gopal, Gopkumar is chanting the mantra, uh, but he's not, after meeting Lord Shiva, he's not, chant, he's not changing the mantra. Right? He's, he's continuing to chant the Madan Gopal mantra. He is not chanting Rudra mantra or Shiva mantra. Right? So that we have to understand uh, the Achinta Bheda Bhed. Shubham. <laughs> Where is Shubham? Hare Krishna. Thank you for a wonderful class. Yesterday you mentioned that Srila Prabhupada said that if we chant 16 rounds and follow four regulatory principles, will be taken care of and Srila Prabhupada will take us back to Godhead. However, today you mentioned that if someone has even a tinge of desire for sense gratification, he will not be able to get out. Can you please clarify what the standard is in light of Srila Prabhupada's merciful concession? So, so you see, <clears throat> when Prabhupada says that, just chant, 16 round following four regulative principles, uh, Prabhupada is also pointing out that by chanting the mantra, you'll get purified. Right? Prabhupada is not saying, chant the mantra offensively. Prabhupada is saying, chant the mantra offenselessly. This question from Shailendra Mittal, Shailendra Mittal. Okay. Grihastha Ashram ko chhodne ke liye anukul sthiti kya hai? Kyunki mandir seva aur bhakti marv mein aage varne ke liye main aage varna chahta hoon. Jab tak Grihastha Ashram mein responsibilities rehta hai, to usko nibhana padta hai. Responsibles chhodkar ya responsibilities se bhaag kar mandir mein aane se aana thik nahi rahega. Samjha? The question is what is the favorable situation to give up household situation? Because I want to progress in devotional life. So my answer to that was that as long as a householder we have some responsibilities, we should fulfill that responsibility. Yes, Shailendra? Jab tak responsibilities rehta hai, to nibhana parega. Lekin, matlab, baal bachche jab tak hai, bade hone tak ghar mein rehna hai, usko dekbhal karna hai, usko, अपने स्थिति में संभालना है और उसके बाद पति और पत्नी एक साथ बानप्रस्थ आश्रम ले सकते हैं और अंत में सन्नास ले सकते हैं तो ये ये 
जो जिम्मेदारी है उससे भागकर नहीं जाना समझा भक्ति मार्ग में हम किसी भी स्थिति में भक्ति कर सकते हैं घर में रहकर भी कर सकते हैं मंदिर में रहकर भी कर सकते हैं लेकिन जो लोग गृहस्थ आश्रम में हैं उनके लिए अपने परिवार का जो जिम्मेदारी है उसको संभाल के भक्ति करना ही सही है थैंक यू हरे कृष्णा ऑल ग्लोरीज टू शिल प्रोपा गौड़ प्रेमानंदे हरे हरे